Wildfire Podcast is an extension of Wildfire Ministries, an organisation that has a focus of igniting men and women of God into a deeper discipleship with Christ, instilling them with a passion to radically and relentlessly pursue Christ wherever that leads, that God's truth will spread like a wildfire. Hey guys, welcome to the Wildfire Podcast. And I have a very important question for Luke to start off with. Okay. Who do you think is going to win, Godzilla or King Kong? Such a big question, but uh, you know what? It's not a big question. I, you know, I was told in advance what this question would be, and it's it's definitely going to be Kong. So that was a, a tough choice, maybe. Well, not really. You find it quite easy to do it for Kong, but do you prefer the Old Testament or the New Testament? Look, the age-old question that every Christian's <laughs> asked at some point. That was a way more difficult question than who's going to win, Kong or Godzilla. Very very different one. Um, like. You know what I mean? It's we gotta understand. You know, it's a very unfair question because it's one narrative. It's 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 one book, so it's like ripping a part of a book out and then asking, <laughs> "What's your favorite?" At the end of the start. Um, I love the Old Testament, but it's like New Testament. It's got Jesus manifesting himself, um, coming into human history publicly express himself because he comes in the Old Testament as well. So oh, we have, we have Jesus in the Old Testament as well. So I guess I'm sort of losing that. Um, I don't know. I like the I like the New Testament. I love the teachings of Jesus. It's just so transformative. I love the epistles, and you know, I'm gonna say it. I love Revelation as well. I just think. Um, also, I'm. I do think the end of books are better than the start. So it's like that's okay. the conclusion. So uh, that's what I think. But yeah, see, what do you think? See, I'm one of those rare people who actually prefers the Old Testament. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. But that, that's that's the thing. Like, I don't know not a lot of people who are the same. Why do you think that is? Um, Why is everyone like you? Look, are you <laughs> <laughs> numbers? Old Testament. They just, you know what I mean. It's like people tell, go read the Old Testament. It's amazing. They just go to like a really, you know what I mean. Yeah. You can't say it's a horrible book because it's the Word of God I, and I, everything I, is just full of teaching. I, I blame yearly Bible reading plans. <laughs> <laughs> everyone just goes for off. Exactly. It's just like a random verse out of context from like Joel. It's like or like <laughs> Malachi or something. Um. No. Uh. I think it's just a combination. Like whenever you think of numbers and you talk about like it's giving you criteria for like the tabernacle and stuff. It's, people are, you know, a busy day at work or at school or something. They're like, I'm going to get into some really light reading about the tabernacle. Yeah, so there's, stuff. yeah, there's certain, certain books or there's a lot of genealogies that appear. So I think people like just read a chapter or read, get an area of the Bible and they're like, they just take that as a representation for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Which I think is not a good thing to do, obviously. Yes. Um, you got to understand that, it, uh, that it's one narrative. So I think people just... Uh, context. They don't do enough context. And uh, I think they go to some of the more difficult passages. Uh, I don't think they <laughs> uh, pray about it and get the actual author of the Bible and his input, which is God. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it could be pr- problematic the way in which we actually practically study and the way, we, the way we approach it. And then New Testament can be self-explanatory. It's the, the narrative of Jesus' life and his teachings and his ethics. And, and obviously, like the words of Jesus, it pulsates. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's transformative. Like, look yeah. at the movement that it created. So people are automatically drawn to it. You know, yeah. atheists and agnostics are drawn to it. So, of course, yeah. Christians with the Spirit of God are more inclined to draw to it. But, you know what I mean? So and that's what I sort of yeah. think. What and at face value anyway, the only hard book at face value in the new testament is revelation yeah everything else you can read once once over and just get lots of lessons from it 
and enjoy it and kind of understand what's going on. Yeah, Revelation is such a difficult book. Like, yeah, but then and then but in the Old Testament, there's at least oh, I'd say people can name like ten books that exactly would, would be Re- revelations of the Old Testament. So it's boring, but you know what I mean. It's just about getting involved in it, getting stuck in, mm-hmm. and and you you know what I mean. There has to be a first step. You have to begin somewhere. So you know what I mean. People like always say, "Oh, wait till like I'm thirty or something." You begin now, create a, create a foundation, and then that will be a springboard. Yeah. Uh, a biblical springboard for the old for the Old Testament, mm. but uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, what? Wh- why do you think that though? Why do you think people are more inclined? Sort of... <laughs> no, I think it's oh, it's definitely difficult. I don't, I don't deny that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people don't really don't really appreciate it because they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the New Testament again, like you said, narrative, letters, revelation. That's how it's made up. The Old Testament, you've got. Um, well, genealogies <laughs> a lot of people go to. Um, you got nar- you got narrative as well. Um, you got law. You've got prophecy. You got like, a bit of romance in there, which Luke and I were just discussing. The New Testament doesn't actually have any romance that we can think of, except Christ and the Church. Exactly, uh, it's beautiful as well. Which, oh, but that, that, that's in the Old Testament as well. So it's yeah. like sort of like yeah. So if you if you if romance is your thing, you go like the Old Testament as well. <laughs> um, but I think it's just a lack of understanding of what the Old Testament actually actually is. Um. So the way the way I would usually break it down is I don't actually even like calling it the Old Testament because as soon as you call something old, it's just not really. It doesn't seem relevant. I'd even that is such a good point. Yeah, I actually it, never knew that. What's the origin of that? Or is Old Testament New Testament? Is that in the Bible? Do we know that? No, that's not in the Bible. I don't think so. I'm, I actually never thought about that. Before. No, well, I, don't th- I think it's probably just early church. You, well, you even know your church history better than me, look, because you did A level RE. But oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> I I think that was just titles given by the church. I I don't think fascinating because the New Testament doesn't certainly doesn't call itself the New Testament. And then even if you look at the Jewish community, like I, I almost prefer their names for the Old Testament. Yeah, they call it, yeah, yeah. Well, the Bible Project Timaki would use Hebrew Bible, which I, I quite like, or else the Jew, the Jews would have the Tanakh, uh-huh. which um, it's a slightly different order, but it's the same books that, of the Old Testament. So real, to- real raspiness to that. Yeah. So again, you can hear it. Just go into the mic a bit more there. Just Tanakh. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's that's like ASMR for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's like so they would have their Torah, which is the law. Um, Nevaim, which is um, prophets, and Ketuvim, which is writing. So they would just bring it up slightly differently, but um, they would call the Old Testament something different and have a different order. So I kind of prefer those names. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a second. Yeah. So the Jews had their had their, had their uh, like talk a bit more about like so that was drawn up by the Jews. It was, was recognised. So obviously, if we take ourselves back into that time, into the time of, of Moses, etc., these documents are being written and they're being recognised by people as divine authority through, uh, you know what I mean, miracles and their ability to, to perform miracles and the authority of what they're saying actually came true. Again, all these signs were attesting to this is the word of God, okay? But you're, are you saying that it was formulated differently to the way we have it now in the Bible? Like the order and stuff? So the order I'm actually, I'm, I'm not too clued in about. It, obviously the order is different now. So um, if you go and pick up a Tanakh in a, a bookstore, it'll be a different order than the Old Testament. The books are the exact same, just a slightly different order. Yeah, content's um, same, the order's different. Oh yeah, the, the exact same content. They've just okay. ordered it slightly differently, which again, doesn't really make a difference. I think it was, the, again, the early church that reordered the Old Testament to have it more categorical. Yes. Um, yeah. So you what might... was that like? like? That's like the Council of Nicaea. Possibly that. Yeah. yeah. Was it three hundred AD? Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred, four hundred, something like that. Yeah. But people think people make it. They, there's contention over this as well. But people think it was imposed. So mm-hmm. uh, the Council of Nicaea literally gathered the documents and imposed that. As but there's uh, another view which is the recognized view, which is uh, like these are the letters that were written by say Paul mm-hmm. at the at that time between sixty hundred AD around the time the Gospels were written around that time as well. 
that was recognised by the church's divine documents and yes. was there right throughout. And then you just have right up to Revelation, which is written by like John around. That's contentious as well, yeah. but, I mean, but, I'm like, but I'm like people around 90 AD. So you had all the documents written like, you know what I mean, in like the first the first century. Mm-hmm. And so everyone knew what the divine, it was really just like they got it in one compressed, easy accessible yeah, book so, at that council. Yeah, even, that's even the difference between the, the, the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament. The Hebrew Bible is written over about, well, it covers a period of 400, four, sorry, 4,000 years of um, history. So that's what it covers. It's not written over as long a period as that, but it's, that's what it covers. New Testament's what, 70 years-ish? Like something like that, so it's it's so much shorter. That's right. Um, so there's so much more history packed into the the Hebrew Bible. So you have to give it some uh, leeway for being a wee bit longer. Um, but even in terms of, in terms of the order, just to address that quickly, the most common example is Daniel. So Daniel in our Old Testament is grouped with the prophets. Okay. But in the Tanakh, it's grouped with the writings as such. So it's not with the prophets. Mm-hmm. Um, exact same book, just different titles. So it doesn't really mean a lot. It's just. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. just an example of what they would call just to it. to do with the context of that time, the way yeah. people um, uh, were accustomed to it as, as a way of reading and a way of understanding it yeah. uh, a bit better. Mm-hmm. So, okay, okay, that's good. Yeah. So, why read it? Why read the Old Testament? Okay, I'm sitting here, it's like, you know, the New Testament's good enough. No? The teachings of Jesus, um, the epistles, Revelation, why not just, we don't really need it, right? No? Well... We we need to even so Jesus's main title is Christ, okay. Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And like, what does Christ mean? It's the Greek translation of Messiah. Um, but who even is the Messiah? That's a that's a Jewish term which you would get from the Hebrew Bible. Yes. So you don't really understand the full implication of who Christ is claiming or who Jesus is claiming to be if you don't know your your Hebrew Bible. Um, and you can obviously learn this from a few Sunday school lessons and things like that. But if you want to get the full gravity, of, yes, of you the don't claim, need to go, you don't need to become a Hebrew scholar. No. Is what you're trying to say. No, to, to understand the, the basic level of anything, you don't really need to be a, a, a biblical scholar. Yeah. But if, it's like anything. If you want to learn more and have more, have it, make it have more meaning in your life, you need to actually study it in more detail. Okay. Um, but that, so that's just in, in regards to who Christ is. Um, that's why the Hebrew Bible is important. But mm-hmm. it, it's, it's important for so many more other reasons as well. Like um, you've got... It, so it, it covers a vast range of topics. You've got history, prophecy, bit of romance. Um, you've got genealogies. So many of these it's different got wars, things. conflict. Oh yeah, wars and conflict. Um, create a sex series out of it. To be honest with you, honestly, on I, Netflix, it's I, been done for. Actually, I, I want I want an R rated version of the the, the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I want to the Game of Thrones. That's it would be like an eighteen wouldn't even like that's crazy. An eighteen wouldn't even suffice. You need something beyond it. Would be like a plus yeah. thirty. You <laughs> got some some gruesome things in, yeah. in it. Oh, crazy. I, honestly, someone needs to make that. Um, Maybe we will. <laughs> Wildfire <laughs> movies is next. <laughs> Um, yeah, but so there's so many like stories like that, just war stories and awesome things like that. Like that, the New Testament doesn't have a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. And then in terms of actually why it's important, we're Christians. The main, like the founder and finisher of our faith is Jesus. So how does he treat um, the the quote unquote Old Testament? Um, so he he quotes it tons of times. Um, if you read any sort of Bible with hyperlinks and things like that. You can see he quotes it in regards to the Pharisees and with issues about the law. He quotes it, especially quite a bit in the Sermon on the Mount, talking about ethical issues. Yeah. Um, he talks it, about it um, with, in regards to who, who he actually is, his person. And kind of specifically in RE, we learned a lot about the temptation. So each time Christ is tempted, he talks about um, it is as it is written. And he quotes from Deuteronomy three times. 
And Jinorama is one of those books that we would group in with Leviticus and <laughs> Numbers as not being very important and just having lots of laws. The avoid grip. The avoid, yeah, the, you can skip this no and move on to Joshua kind of stuff. But Jesus quoted from it three times when the devil tried to tempt him. So that alone shows it has quite a bit of importance. And that's true because the Bible does say in Philippians 2 that we are called to follow the example of Jesus and to yes. live as he lived. And yes. 2 Corinthians 3 also says that anyone who says that they live uh, in God must live as Jesus lived. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? If you take those verses and Jesus was using the Old Testament and Jesus was well-read in the Old Testament and, you know what I mean, that was far less accessible. Obviously, Jesus had to memorise large chunks and passages. So, yeah. it's uh, we need to follow the example of Jesus and if we want to do that to the full extent, then we need to know the Old Testament. Yeah. Even whenever so he was... What age was he whenever he was uh, in, lost in the temple? Was it 12? That's true. Yeah, was he, it? Was something like that? Yeah, he it was, was like ten or twelve. Ten or twelve. He was definitely like a child to some degree. Um, yeah, of course. and he, the Pharisees were amazed, or the teachers of the law were amazed at his actual um, like skill and how well he knew his, his Hebrew Bible. Um, so even as a as a child, we're a bit behind that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Twenty, but um, something to strive strive towards. Um, mm. and then like those verses you couldn't look. Obviously, we are meant to look towards Jesus, and if you look at how he actually exposits the bible when he's with um so he's he dies and he's resurrected but before anyone kind of knows he's on the road to ms and you can find this in luke 24 um and just to quote an exact verse verse 27 and beginning with moses and all the prophets he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself so jesus was able to talk to these two two disciples after he'd risen again and just explain the whole so moses that's just a way of saying the law and then obviously the prophets and all the scriptures so that's that's all of the Old Testament, yeah. and just say, "Here's where I am in this. Here's how I, here's how I filter <laughs> in." And it's that so, is that's crazy. Yeah, because that is crazy. Because it's like Jesus was obviously marking this transition from the old into the new, yes. the uh, Israel to the church, and his resurrection, huge. Mm-hmm. Like it's a catalyst for complete change and transformation. Okay, and then as soon as he's done this, what's his teaching? He's like, go back to the Old Testament. He gets saying, look at the full narrative, look at its completion in me. So, you know what yeah. I mean? We have, to go, we have to look at the full thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Old Testament only helps to show who Jesus is even more so. So you, you get the old example where, he, oh yes, he's the Messiah. But there's so many more titles used of God and even Jesus in the Old Testament that we can really learn. Yeah, like people think of the term Yahweh as a title. Mm-hmm. But like there's like Yahweh Yaira, Yahweh Shama, Yahweh Sekenya. There's like seven titles just about Yahweh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. There's so many titles for him. Yeah, and the New Testament does a great job of showing Jesus and his humanity. Ah, but yeah. the Old Testament shows God it's as God. Um, ah, obviously, divinity. As divinity. Obviously, the New Testament does a lot of that as well. I'm not shying away from that. But yeah, the Old Testament... Course. It's just a different emphasis. Yes. It's... Yeah, so you can learn so much more about the character of God. Um, so, are you saying Jesus is in the Old Testament? Because I think we've alluded to that, but it's like, because mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? If I'm sitting, re- watching this podcast right now, I don't like go to the Old Testament. I can't like put my finger on an Old Testament passage and be like, yeah, Jesus is here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As I can in there. Yeah. So it was just briefly, because I know that's a... It's, yeah, so it's like a separate topic. Hashtag Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just drop us in a wee quick explanation. Um, so obviously you've got prophecies like in uh, Second Samuel chapter 7. Um, it's a prophecy it says David's heir will inherit the throne and you can be like oh his heir is probably Jesus that's looking back that's how we would interpret yeah, yeah. it but there are more clear passages where a certain character appears called the angel of the lord yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think he appears with 
No, sorry, Joshua. When Joshua's about to come in the land, the angel of the Lord okay. appears. Yeah. And Joshua bows down and worships him. Yeah. But any other angel, you'll notice, will not let himself be worshipped. Yes. Because all not worship, worthy. Yeah, all worship is due to God. Yeah, exactly. So the angel of the Lord has divine qualities. Yeah. And without going into too much... Yeah. You compare that with the other passage, like Jacob. Yeah. Who's Jacob, Jacob wrestled, wrestled with? wrestled God. Yeah, and, and yet, passages and judges and, and yet, stuff. And yet the Torah says... Ma- you shall not see God yeah. no man shall see the face of God yeah but there's so many, the, so many characters come into the contact with God face to face it's also like apologetics and stuff so like what did Jews do with that that's sort of one of the mm-hmm. one of the points that sort of um, subverts the truth of Judaism so it's just not it's yeah. not true yeah another, <laughs> it's not completed another, another wee teaser for uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm just throwing so many stuff out I'm sorry go back it's the first episode it looks exciting <laughs> go back to it um, there's so much that's what I'm saying this is yeah. what this is highlighting you know what I mean there's so much we can talk about so much so yeah but that, that's just a wee, a wee uh, hint of Christ in the Old Testament so again we'll maybe cover that in future episodes but it's something to look for because um, Jesus is obviously able to explain that to his disciples in, uh, in, in the future uh, or sorry in the, in the road to MS. Um I think the kind of final verse I'd like to talk about is 2 Timothy three sixteen. So it says, All scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. And like as you're aware, this is a New Testament passage. So when it says all scripture, it's not self-referential. It's talking about oh, yeah. the scripture that they would have, which is... Yes. The yeah, because that's, that's, that's a letter. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, people would have like a full account of like the epistles we do. It's mm-hmm. not formally, because remember, that came with the council, uh, yes. actual accessible established version. So mm-hmm. it's definitely referring to uh, the Old Testament there. Yeah. So that, that just shows like these are things Paul's telling to Timothy, who's a young leader in the church. He's saying this is what the Old Testament is useful for. It's for teaching. So obviously we can teach in the Old Testament for reproof and correction. So if someone says something wrong, we can show them from the Old Testament why they're wrong about Jesus. Yeah. Um, specifically. Uh, training in righteousness um, and that you may be competent and equipped for every good work. Um, so it's like... Yeah, there's so much. Like, if you think of even, chat, like, the book of Proverbs, okay, if you take that isolated, you can do that out of context sometimes. It's like, one chapter in itself contains so many truths and principles that we should apply to our lives that are so useful and that we should be... Like, it talks about being self-disciplined. It talks about working hard. Uh, it talks about submission, talks about what it is to be a woman in Proverbs 30, 31 and some of the characteristics of that. Uh, oh, there's so many. Yeah. There's so many. Yeah, it's just, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the, dis- the, like the discipline that they give you, you know what I mean? You, you hear snippets of it in the New Testament, yeah. but if you want to get full expansion on that, you know what I mean? You, can, you know what I mean? They complement each other so well. And if you want to understand the New Testament, like there's so many principles in the New Testament, like circumcision, like that's a big debate in the early church, circumcision, yep. and so many things like that, even baptism. And to fully understand those, you need to actually understand their context in the Old Testament exactly, first. Yeah, arguments for infant baptism do stem back yeah. to the Old Testament. So another another change for future episodes. Yeah, baptism. exactly. Uh, uh, oh my goodness. We're yeah. Sorry. And then the fact alone that the verse says all scripture is breathed out by God. So the fact that it's breathed out by God, uh, the Hebrew Bible, gives yeah, yeah. it already infinite value. Exactly. That's, that's, that's crazy. You know what I mean? So you're talking about, if we even go back to the Numbers passage about the tabernacle, that their verse was breathed out by God. Okay, so that was given to us for a specific reason, or genealogies, that verse was given to us for a specific reason. So whenever reading God's word and you go back to the Old Testament, remember that all of that was breathed by God and is there. Um, it has a specific utility. So genealogy is very good for, you know, historians because they can trace back and, and are good in that regard. So that could be, that gets use there, but yeah. just understand that it's breathed by God. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. So that's kind of why I love the Old Testament. I think hopefully in future episodes we'll get into some more passages yeah, and stuff. You convinced me. 
You commit? No, yeah. I'm just. Yeah, I, can't, I, I know you love Listen, you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> just. I'm gonna the Old Testament, New Testament. I'm gonna just completely destroy that. I'm gonna say it's what just. It is one narrative. It is mm-hmm. one book. I'm just gonna say I love. I love the Bible. I love unified story. Of the yeah, Jesus. the Bible as yeah. It's just it's amazing. So, but at least we can include. Well, we have a bit of time. Yeah. So we can talk. We talk. I <laughs> I was talking to Peter about if I could if I should include this if I could because obviously the prophecies the prophecies that appear in the Old Testament. That are, so it's what what's that there the Old Testament, you know the revealed thing like the the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed is that right? Oh yes, and then the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. Yes, yes. exactly. So we're calling someone. Shout out to you, anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's so many prophecies, and then the one like go to Daniel. My goodness, like you love Daniel. Daniel's my favorite book in the Old Testament. So. Well, oh, yeah. you, you need a bit of help if you haven't studied it before, but exactly. definitely um, there's plenty of help. resources out help. there. I'm glad you're here, but. One of the most amazing prophecies, Daniel 9. Is that right? End of Daniel chapter 9, yes. Yeah, okay, so... And the angel comes to Daniel. Is it the angel Gabriel? I, that, I think it's Gabriel from... Yeah, yeah, so the angel comes to Daniel, okay, and, and he gives Daniel this prophecy. And it's basically talking about whenever they would... The Jews, because this was during uh, their exile. Um, it was a Babylonian exile, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, during the exile, that uh, the prophecy was that they could return... Whenever they would return, they were allowed to return and start to rebuild, actually start to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Whenever that was decreed, whenever that was made legislation official. And um, that that was like the stopwatch. You can begin. And 173,888 days later, Jesus would come. Yes. The Messiah, uh, the Redeemer, the one who would restore. Um, so that's, that's, that's just crazy. Wait a second, that's crazy. Because yeah. it's like, if that's true, then wow. Like the authority of that. Because Daniel's written... You know what I mean? Like how many years? Five hundred, six hundred odd. Years, yeah, five, yeah. six hundred years before Jesus comes. So, and we have the exact dates. You can trace this. This has been done on the fourteenth of March, four hundred forty-five BC. That was the decree of Artaxerxes. Yeah, King Artaxerxes decreed that they could go back and that Re- they could re- rebuild. rebuild the temple. Okay, so according to this prophecy, the stopwatch begins. Mm-hmm. One hundred seventy-three thousand eight hundred eighty-eight days later, it brings you uh, to the sixth of April, thirty-two AD. And what happens on that day? Jesus, Jesus rides, rides in. into Jerusalem on a donkey. On a donkey. What the? That's crazy. That's a crazy. That's a crazy. And that's just one. And there's like, I don't know how many, but there's 300 oh. plus prophecies. Oh, yeah, Is there a oh, thousand? Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. Read the Bible and find out. Read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Next day. <laughs> yeah, send us all the prophecies that appear in the Old Testament. Like, that's just one out of so many. And it's just like, it's just amazing. Like, that is just, that's absolutely crazy. That is just, that's divine. That's true. Um, But... But yeah, so is there anything else? Is there any other favourites? We've talked about, like, in Genesis, like, that's the creation story. Amazing, yeah. The creation narrative. Exodus again, like, whole Prince, Prince Egypt stuff. Yeah, let's just run through quickly. <laughs> we have time. <laughs> just quick. We're there, just quickly. We don't have to do all of them, because yeah. I know, once we get to the minor prophets, it gets a bit foggy at the minor prophets, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? you got mo- Exodus, you've you, got the people, captivity. You've got the laws, which, again, everyone's least favorite part, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Yeah. But there's lots of good stuff in yeah, there. So, like, you so have so to much. work hard to get out and yeah. listen to good Bible teachers, but it uh-huh. is in there. Um, and then you've got... Joshua judges some well Joshua's yeah. not too dark Joshua's great like a lot Joshua's of military good. conflicts yeah. like if you just if you love war conflict like that's amazing great military strategies it's just yeah. so interesting it's like a oh yeah okay mm-hmm. keep going Judges so. is like the dark it'd be it'd be like the Game of Thrones type stuff it's like the darkest book yeah. in the Bible probably <laughs> the failure of people the lapse of just morality yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then you've got 
like first and second Samuel, the story of the dynasty of kings being installed in Israel. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got kings themselves, and then you've yeah. got chronicles, which is documenting. It's like actually chronicling. Yeah. <laughs> it's a chronicle of what had actually take place in history. And it's just so amazing. Like we talked about Gideon at the start and stuff. And yeah. So amazing stories. And you got Psalms, like Psalms, 150 Psalms. All, all the poetry and so- Song of Solomon. Some, Song of some, Solomon. Some people really like Romance. That. <laughs> but it's a beautiful, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful book, you know what I mean? Talking about what we'll it is get, being we'll get, covenant we'll get, and marriage. Yeah, we'll get looked to talk about that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so experienced in that area. <laughs> that's sarcasm no and uh, oh yeah there's so much and then there's minor the minor prophets that are just lot, scattered lot, lots of great lasses in there yeah scattered again. throughout yeah. the history you've got Christophanes Theophanes you've got prophecies history romance all of these things that are just jam packed into yeah. the Old Testament and it literally has area. you can't pick a theme that, yeah. the, that it doesn't have yeah. and then of course the New Testament is the fulfillment of that mm. and it's just the complete story yeah. so well, yeah just don't don't dive straight in without any help like if you haven't studied the yeah so practically what would you say now that they've heard this and they're like okay the old testament does sound pretty <laughs> awesome because <laughs> it is the word of god what do you okay what what do i do now so bible project of great resources before you read a book in the old testament go on the bible project search the title of the book and just watch it gives you a breakdown of the chapters what the purpose behind the book is and um even any good Bible commentary, you've got Zondervan. Most Bibles will probably have a wee commentary below, so if there are difficult verses, you can kind of look at that and understand what's what's going on in the passage, because some of the stuff can be quite confusing. And don't dig straight into Leviticus. Don't challenge yourself like that. I've yeah. tried it. It doesn't really work. Okay. Um, start Genesis or yeah. um, even the Psalms or something. Uh-huh. Or Daniel, if yeah. you want. Daniel's amazing. Because uh-huh. it's history to begin with. So just well. get a good firm grip on like the New firm Testament, grip. teaching of Jesus, and then, you know what I mean, start... Uh, in the Old Testament and just look at all the resources like there's podcasts and stories and Bible Project and and, and other and, experience of Christians around you like we want to start yeah. conversations around the Bible so if yeah, you know other wisdom, Christians just, just there's so much so New Testament get secondary sources and just begin just start because you have to start somewhere and just remember that you've got the author of the book living inside of you if you're a Christian like the God of the universe so if you're misunderstanding something you know what I mean pray ask because God says just ask and if any of you lacks wisdom says in James this is James right uh, I think so. Yeah, if any of you lacks wisdom, uh, just ask and go and God will give. So, okay, Peter, do you want to wrap us up there? I'll wrap us up. So that's okay. uh, our first episode finished, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>